Dark History, the podcast where we talk about a famous or not so famous moment from history, from the last two, three thousand years. Um, <laughs> Forever. I, I'm not you. Are you? Am I host today? Yeah. Are host today? <laughs> We're all hosts. We're all hosts. It's a joint, joint team, team effort. Um, I'm Innes, and uh, with me today is Matthew. Hello. And Lorna. Hello. Hello. You've reminded me why we don't let Innes do the intro. <laughs> that was quite good, apart from the. Uh, I didn't know if all I was because you're usually the host, so it's... we're all host. That's why I say co-hosts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, how are we? Quality. And um, I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> yeah. Quality. I'm okay as well. <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad we all, we all had a, an interesting week. We Not, didn't say that. We, we didn't say that, but we did. Thank you. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, did you want to mention the uh, Twitter? Yeah. That we opened? So, just in case you, because sometimes when I'm listening to this, I, I not, no, no right, no, okay. Bad. I um, I'm just gonna plug ourselves a bit more. I'm thinking when I listen to, it, I think we need more plugging. So, Twitter, we've got a what? What episode is this? I don't even know. Eighteen. Eighteen. So we've got. A few bits and bobs from other episodes on there we tweet yep. occasionally mm-hmm. so that's at idiot history pod and if you have any questions about this particular episode or any other episode go to idiot history pod at gmail.com yeah this week we got a report from lorna the... yeah do you want to take it away do you want to tell us what the report's on we can see it uh, I've not. Read, I've not looked. Yeah, I'm looking at the microphone. It's, yeah, it's just yeah. beneath the, the microphone. Just keeps glancing mm. at it. Um, do you want me to go? You go on. Go on. So, um, I'm talking about a woman called Amy Johnson. Mm. So I'll just go through her life a little bit. It's, again, not much on the first twenty years. Yeah, okay. It's a, it's a current theme. It's yeah, good but I think it was quite tough to know stuff about it. It's only because she became a bit famous. So. She was born uh, the 1st of July, 1903, and she was born in Hull, and she lived there until she went to Sheffield University in 1923, and she went to study economics. Mm. She was the eldest of four sisters, and her father ran a fish export and import business. That's classic Hull. Mm. Is it? Mm. It is classic Hull. Is it actually? Yeah, it's a big part, isn't it? Yeah. Also, capital of culture. Yes, not it's only true. last year, though, I think, was it? Or this year? A year recently. A year. Anyway, very, very recently. You can get a boat from Hull, a ferry to um, Rotterdam, perhaps. Uh, uh, Bruges, maybe, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. so you, you can go a few places. Yeah. So that's where she was born, and then she went to Sheffield Uni, studied economics. After her... Gradu- right, I've read um, two different things. So one said that she graduated and then moved to London and another one said that she didn't graduate so one said that she graduated moved to london and she worked as a secretary or a typist to a firm of solicitors Mm. but another one said that she didn't graduate um but a failed love affair persuaded her to try a new life in london but either way she ended up in london London. i'm very intrigued to see where this goes what she's gonna do what she's gonna do well it sounds like quite a life so far have a guess of what she's gonna do I'm trying to think because 923, I'm trying to think of what happened. What's she called? Amy, Amy Johnson. Johnson. I was trying to think of like a suffragette or something, but I think that's sort of already you happening. just missed that, Yeah, I just missed it. Right. Uh, was she... No, it'd be about that about time. About the early 20s, 1919. Yeah, because it was... Um, just after the vote the was in 1928 for women, wasn't it? It was mm. 1918 for men. I'm, I think, was actually, do not quote me on that. I'm not sure about them dates. <laughs> I didn't know it was so. that late. I thought it was like 1900. Well, I didn't do history, you two did, so... There wasn't a module on that one. No, not for me either. (laughs) Um, But what's she called again, sorry? Amy Johnson. Amy Johnson. Johnson. I thought that her name's not quite of the time, really. an Olympic athlete? No, that's a good guess. Good guess, though. I had to go for something, didn't I? I don't know when the modern Olympics began, though. Was it 1890s? It was in Greece. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. I I don't know. She became a. She do something in the Second World War. Something mm. interesting. Vaguely. Oh, right. Even... So. Oh no. 
Did she invent Johnson's uh, shampoo and soap? She did not. Mm. And she was in the Second World War, and there is something interesting that I will come to, but that's not really why she was why big, she's famous. Well, just that there's, sneeze, there's, there's... <laughs> <laughs> I tried to let you know, but you're going to talk. I was like, fingers oh, up. Oh, sorry, I was reading my thing. No, okay. I was told not to look at you, so I'm trying <laughs> not to. <laughs> that made me sound like such a prima donna. Please don't look at me. We can't make eye podcast. contact with Matt. <laughs> I just can't do it. I can't focus when you right, look at so me. Right, so there's two things that she's famous for. One's in World War Two, but she was already famous before this. Okay. So, do you want me to carry on? Yeah. So yeah, she's, yeah, in, yeah. she's in London and... At the age of 23. Yeah, I'm going to give it away right now with this sentence. No. Um, when she moved to London, she became interested in flying. Ooh. First woman pilot. Yes, like uh, Amelia no. Eckhart. But she's very similar, um, but she wasn't the first woman, but she's famous because of her flying. So she did... Um, oh, in the World War? She reached some records. She, she got, like, records. So... Ooh, sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. Um, it's back. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, a Sunday sweet. afternoon, she boarded a bus that took her to Stag Lane Aerodrome, and this was in North London. It was said that she was captivated by the primitive biplanes when she watched them taking off and landing. And after this, she started to spend a lot of her time at the aerodrome. Her flying career began in the winter of 1928 to 1929 at the London Aeroplane Club. So she went in from 1923 when she moved to London. She developed an interest and then she didn't um, start flying until five years later. It took me a minute then to do the maths, but I've got it. Did she have a lot of money? No, so... I just get... Do you mean to start flying? Yeah, because I've I've heard... Yeah, this is what I'm going to talk about. So, Mm. um, she started as a hobby, but soon she became determined to prove that women could be as competent as men in the male-dominated field. Um, At this time, aviation was dominated by those who were rich and famous, so most female pilots were titled women, such as Lady Heath, the Duchess of Bedford and Lady Bayliss. They was like quite popular. Mm, ladies. Yeah. Duchesses. And she doesn't have a title. But she gained a grounds engineer's sea license and she took flying lessons with the financial help of her father. Nice. So he had a business and he said, oh, get you your license. Yeah, that's all right. So in 1929, she was awarded her pilot's license. She was qualified as the first British-trained female ground engineer and she was the only woman to do so in the world at that time. Wow. And um, this, along with flying solo, were her first important achievements. So I read an article, how I found her was that someone said she should have been as famous as Amelia Earhart and she wasn't. I've heard of Amelia Earhart. Did she go missing over the Atlantic or something? She tried to fly over the Atlantic? Yeah, I think she's famous for flying along distance she was american when were planes invented (laughs) roughly is it like 1880s or is that i'm not sure to be honest i just know that it was thought to be the wright brothers but it's not if i'm right yeah yeah i we did a quiz about that recently didn't we it's someone from wales yeah um well the wright brothers uh the first the their airplane um the they flew the first airplane in 1903, apparently. Okay, so I'm just wondering how... It's been about far, 25 yeah, yeah. years. But he's been... I guess he had lots of people. You know, you see them old videos of people like, trying to fly with it, but like wings yeah, on. I love them. Like, them. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. I like the goggles. They yeah. are good, yeah. So, yeah, so she was the first female ground engineer and she went on to fly solo. In early 1930, she set herself a target to fly solo to Australia, and she wanted to beat Bert Hinkler's record of 16 days. Initially, she was unsuccessful in raising the financial support she required, but eventually her father and oil magnate Lord Wakefield shared the £600 purchase price of a second-hand DH Gypsy Moth, and this was called Jason after the family business trademark. Oh, that's Jason the plane. Jason the plane, yeah. I assume... 16 days flying to Australia had a few breaks. Yeah. yeah, they stop at different places. Yeah. Um, and the records would count as... So I'll talk about records that she did, but so say you were flying to Australia and you stopped in India, mm-hmm. you could achieve a record of getting there the quickest. Right. And then you maybe you wouldn't go on to achieve the fastest time to Australia, but you'd achieve... So say 
safely to India, you landed. Oh, so say the quickly. fastest anyone got there in five days and you got there in four days or whatever. And then um, you hit some trouble later on. You've still got that first record, but yeah. you wouldn't get to Australia in 16 days or whatever. So this is what I'm going to talk about with this. Um, her flight was significant um, because her gender remained the main point of interest for the Daily Mail. I saw this. The it was the Daily it Mail. It was the only newspaper mentioned, and I was like, "Ugh." Of course, they're Can obsessed. you explain what the Daily Mail is? The Daily is Mail is a tabloid, a right-wing tabloid newspaper here in the United Kingdom. It sells something ridiculous like 5.6 million units daily, or something like that. And it's yeah, a joke. probably. Yeah. Or 2.6. I can't. I read it recently. In the million. Stay impartial there, man. 1.8. I can't remember. It's a few it's million. It's hard to stay impartial with the Daily Mail. Mm. All right, we'll, we'll be impartial. They focus <laughs> on agenda, which, let's be honest, doesn't surprise me. This was before the days of Princess Diana, so they didn't have anything else to write about. Yeah, so just focused on Amy Johnson and the newspaper's headline mistakenly announced that she had set off with a cupboard full of frocks. Which, if I was Amy Johnson, I would have been fuming about. She's taken. That's all she's taken. Yeah, and they're saying that she bothered with the dresses and she's flying all this way. I would have been like, excuse me, I've got bigger things to worry about. She's an engineer. Bigger, bigger fish to fry. Well, anyway, um, so she set off on a flight on the 5th of May 1930 from Croydon. She landed in Darwin on the 24th of May. So she didn't do it in under 16 days. Say that again. How many days was that then? Yeah, set off the 5th of May, landed the 24th of 19 days. Oh, okay. oh still... The flight was a Could distance be. of 11,000 miles and she was the first woman to fly alone to Australia. Um, and then there's just some... Where did she stop? Well, everywhere. You can't it, they don't have like specific things. Yeah. So she had no radio link with the ground oh. and no reliable oh, information I'm about the weather. Her maps were basic and in some stretches of land she flew over uncharted land. And prior to her flight That's to Australia, boring. her longest flight had been from London to Hull. So <laughs> she'd literally flown like... Up England, yeah, like not nothing, yeah. and then she yeah. went eleven thousand miles. But it took her like a day though to fly there at that time, because now don't you? Fly, it takes like twenty five minutes to fly yeah, from Manchester yeah. to London. But I assume back then it worked like in a car, wasn't it? Well, I assume you have to fly a bit quicker because otherwise you fall out the air. <laughs> <it>? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, when planning a flight, she had daringly plotted the most direct route by placing a ruler on the map. So this was a bit unconventional. She just wanted to like beat the time. Um, so this route meant that she had to fly the open cockpit for at least eight hours at a time and she flew over some of the world's most inhospitable terrain. This is why we can't really say where she landed because she didn't do it conventionally. Yeah, she just, um, well, just followed the, follow the ruler, put a ruler on the map. <laughs> There oh, she goes. And she had to stick to that route because fuel was waiting for her at each of her stops. Mm. How did she know what, like, did people go ahead and have fuel read it? Yeah, yeah they must have wrote letters and stuff. Mm. Uh, she was forced to land in a sandstorm in the Iraq desert, so she landed in Iraq. And she reached India in a record six days. So this is what I mean about your records. Yeah, yeah. The world's press suddenly began to pay attention and she became known as British Girl Lindbergh, Wonderful Miss Johnson and the Lone Girl Flyer. The second one's the best one. Wonderful what's, Miss Johnson. What's Lin, Lin, yeah, I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe it was just a nickname. Maybe it means it. like flyer in a different language. How do you spell it? L-I-N-D-B-E-R-G-H. Oh, do you just need to look it up in your brain, Matt? <laughs> Is that what you're doing? L-I-N-D-D-O-B. Charles Lindbergh um, was an American aviator. Oh, so he must be a famous guy. So she's nicknamed after him. Mm -hmm. I like that. So she reached India in six days and she was surprised. She surprised an army garrison by landing on a parade ground. Because the thing is, like, she wouldn't have had, obviously, all the equipment of today. So she'd just be like... How would she know like when to land or where to land? I, I honestly, I'm not they wouldn't sure. have runways really the same. Also, if she's flying in a sandstorm and stuff, she's going alone. Surely she needs to check the map. Like, oh, there's no sat nav yeah. being like, turn right. Yeah. <laughs> she must have been really stressful for it, and she had to have the cockpit open. What all the way? For up to eight hours at a time because she'd chosen this really that wind, tough She'd route. have some dry skin. Oh. The wind Why did that mean that she had to have it open? 
I'm not sure. It just I, I don't really know planes. Mm, I don't either. <laughs> really. I'm not, I'm not an that. engineer. You don't do that today, though, do you? Do you? No. We've no. got a long flight open there, but it's got a window open. Is it not? Is it not today where we fly that if you open the window you get sucked out? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, so, so probably not a like good idea. Triple glazing windows, aren't they? So. Mm. Uh, Lindbergh, by the way, is oh, uh, nicknamed Slim, Lucky Lindy, and the Lone Eagle. There's some good oh, nicknames. I think you might miss him. Said Lindbergh. It's a bit of a common theme, that isn't it? Yeah. You're pretty clever, you that. I'm just, <laughs> just coming from my brain. I searched. Um, in your brain. <laughs> Matt in the brain and uh, Matty it's like Wikipedia I was going to try and do Matt and Google but it came out of my head as Moogle, Moogle. <laughs> I searched for Moogle and I just searched Lindbergh and... there you go okay, I'll clicked a link <laughs> so she landed in India oh, and yeah. then when she reached Burma so she went she carried on. Yeah. She faced a monsoon, which was the biggest challenge yet. A bumpy landing ripped a hole in Jason's wing and damaged his propeller. Poor Jason. I know. I bet and a local technical institute repaired the wing by unpicking shirts made from aeroplane fabric salvaged from World War One. I. I don't really understand what that means either, but... They just rebuilt it with parts from other planes, by the sound of that. Yeah. They're using the same bit of... And then like... attaching it with fabric. She's quite lucky, though, that where she landed, people out. could help could do her. Planes, yeah. 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 Could do planes. <laughs> I feel like we've done planes. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? If she'd landed in uncharted territory territory. Where? <laughs> then you wouldn't you're not got people that can help yeah, you. Yeah, if you just land in like in the middle of like a tribe. <laughs> yeah. like, and oh yeah, that would be or in the middle of a desert when there's no one. Yeah. And then what did you do? But she was quite lucky. So yeah. she the monsoon ripped her chance to beat Hinkler's record, but she landed in Australia to huge crowds. And for the following six weeks, she was treated like a superstar. Women asked the hairdressers for similar hair, calling it the Amy Johnson wave. Do you know what she had? Like what it looked like? Um, I can tweet a picture, but it was just like a bit of a sad pattern, I think, with like a, a wave. Oh, Literally. Yeah. A w- that's why they asked for a wave. It was just like in her hair. Well, um, <laughs> no, not waving. <laughs> we'll tweet a picture. Yeah. Get that up there. Yeah, so they asked for the Amy Johnson wave. You can ask for it. In your yeah, head. literally, take it in. All the hairdressers know it. Amy Johnson wave. <laughs> Still around, around today. It's like the Rachel. What's the Rachel? <sighs> From Friends. Ah. Oh, people in the nineties. Yeah, they go in for the, uh, Do they? the Rachel. They don't anymore. I don't think. But they did. They did. Yeah, it was, well, it was a popular hairstyle. Yeah. Amy Johnson still is. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's still big. I really like Amy Johnson. Um, she hadn't she hadn't done anything bad yet. No, no. I'm waiting for and like, listen to this. This it's sounds so like nice. a positive it podcast. Does. It is actually a podcast because normally it's like a twist with like, Someone and then they kill someone. them. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me she dies. Oh, here we go. Oh, she, um, I, I know she will die, but so listen to this. It's real nice. So the way she described a plane was affectionately, and it became a catchphrase. So she said, "But the engine was wonderful." So I don't know why she said it. I've got no context, but it just sounds really nice. Yeah. So I think she's explaining she her journey like... and was like, we went through a monsoon, went through this, but the engine was wonderful. <laughs> Isn't I... she sweet? Yeah, she sounds like we could have her as a guest on this podcast. We could do. Let's try and get her on next oh, ne- for next time. Stop it. What? Um, so... She definitely <laughs> must. She you must obviously play. don't like her. She must do something horrible. No, I really like her. I'll we get her on. We'll we ring can't her. have her on. That's I'll email she won't respond. Um, <laughs> I'll just email Amy Johnson at. I'm all the Wonderful Miss Johnson. <laughs> yeah, wonderful Miss Johnson. So she had at least ten songs written about, and the most famous was by Jack Hilton, and was called Amy Wonderful Amy. And she received a lot of fan mail. So write her a letter. Ask her oh, to, well, ask her to come on. Um, she was so famous that an envelope addressed to Amy What Flies in England reached its destination. I would just like to point out that it's Amy and what is spelt W-A-T. Oh. Amy What Flies in England. And who sent that, do you know? Must have been a child, a but it reached her, which is really good. A rapper. <laughs> a rapper. That's cool. I like that. Do you want some lyrics from this song? No, not really, but go on. Right. I don't have the tune, but uh, it's by. Can we do a duet? Yeah. Go on. Um, I'll just get up, everyone. Don't worry. Go along and give us some backing vocals. These are the lines. I assume not the bit. (laughs) We're not starting with as recorded by Pat. (laughs) Pat um, in 1930. Oh, there's a spoken bit as well. That's the best bit. All right. (laughs) 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 It's also you have to do instrumental break, and then I'll do the rap. Am I, wait, am I have to start? Okay. 
Amy, wonderful Amy, I'm proud of the way you flew. Believe me, Amy, you cannot blame me, Amy, for falling in love with you. Instrumental break. <laughs> she's landed in Vienna. Here she is in Baghdad. She's over in Karachi. She's reached Port Darwin. Bravo. She's up again. She's off to Brisbane. Brisbane. Oh, Brisbane. <laughs> Here she comes. There's something wrong. Gracious, what's wrong? What's wrong? She's crashed. No, she's safe. Amy, wonderful Amy. Is that... How can you blame me for loving you? you? It's a rap, this is still rapping. Oh, is it? Sorry. Since you won the praise of every nation, <laughs> you fill my heart with admiration. The sounds of crowds cheering. There we go. That Beautiful. Is, that was dreadful. That wasn't that bad to say. We don't have a clue what that song is. And... Oh, we've got alternate spoken passages by different people. Ooh. We're not going to do them all. There's also a spoken introduction. Oh, I'm glad we didn't do it all. We've just given the listeners a, a brief. Oh, spoken introduction is quite good, actually. Go, do you want to do Go it? On. There's two people, one called Harry and one called Chris. Who wants to be Harry and who wants to be Chris? This Go was on. as recorded by Chris Smith and Harry Hudson. Matt, you be Chris Smith, I'll be Harry. Okay. There you go. See ya. I say, Chris, did you ever see so many men waiting for one girl? Eh? What's the bright idea, Harry? Why, we're waiting for Amy Johnson. Oh, that's it, is it? I say, old man, isn't she great? I think she's wonderful. And so, so say all of us. <laughs> oh, you know, she won't be long here. No, no, no. She won't be long now, Harry. Ah, here she comes. Amy. 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 Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to go into the chorus again. And it's the chorus. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Well, there you go. That's uh, um, our impression of... I think we just lost a lot of <laughs> listeners. Apologies, everyone. So, she returned to England and she had a hero's welcome and she was awarded a CBE. She was exhausted by the physical and mental strain of her flight and found it impossible to return to normal life. And then it was really difficult to find out information, so I've just got little bits. So, she flew with Jack Humphreys in July 1931 from England to Tokyo and they flew in a puss moth plane. <laughs> Sorry. He, he let I didn't give you a warning. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. That was probably quite loud. <laughs> I mean, that Jack Humphreys, yeah, let's get back to him. She flew with Jack Humphreys in July 1931 from England to Tokyo. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you know when you need to sneeze? You need to sneeze, but... it just doesn't happen. Carry on. Jack Humphreys, we'll get to it. <laughs> just ignore me. What does CBE stand for, by the way? Centre back. <laughs> Centre back of the English British Empire. I think it's commander. It's oh. CBE, OBE's officer, and MBE's member of the British Empire. Carry on. She flew with Jack Humphreys in July 1931 from England to Tokyo, and they flew in a Postmoth plane. They set a record time to both Moscow and Japan. Jack Humphreys was her mentor and mechanic, mm. so they flew together. She then set a solo record in July 1932 when she flew from England to Cape Town. She later claimed her record for this flight in May 1936, so she regained a record. So she must have got a record in 1932, someone, someone else it. broke it, and then she got it again in 1936. And Cape Town is in where? South Africa. Can you do a good South African accent? Oh, you can. I love, I love that this part so of the podcast where a, we, we name a place. Should we do it a role play? Don't, because I can only say one line. Yeah. I'm gonna be. Set my line I'm gonna up. be. Uh, I'm gonna be in a cafe. I think. Okay. In, 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 yeah. Do you know what? Cape Town. Cape Town. Uh, uh, cafe. And uh, Lana's gonna be a waitress. A barista. Right. I'm gonna say to her, "I'd like a coffee, please, Lana." Do you want your coffee bleak or white? White, please. Thank you. <laughs> that was really good. End scene. <laughs> so. She set the record um, from England to Cape Town um, in July 1932. She reset it in 1936 and she flew the journey again in a Percival Gull plane. And in 1936, that was her last major flight. Oh. Um, she was a guest of honour at the opening of the first Butlins holiday camp in Skegness in nice. 1936. That's cute. Skegvegas. <laughs> 32. <laughs> <laughs> she was... <laughs> She was the president of the Women's Engineering Society between 1935 and 1937. In 1932, she married a Scottish aviator called Jim Mollison. The pair were known as the Flying Sweethearts. Oh, sorry. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, they flew Sorry. together in a DH Dragon non-stop from South Wales to the United States in 1933. South Wales, Australia. No, no. that's South New Wales. South Wales. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just called South Wales then. You mean, you know where, like, Cardiff is? Yeah. <laughs> South, just South, a bit. South Wales. Yes. Um, the journey was made complicated by the need to carry large amounts of fuel. Mm. And because for most of the journey they were out of reach of land because they were over the sea. Yeah. They crashed in Connecticut, but they still achieved another world record, and America loved them. They were given a ticker tape parade in New York, and they were entertained by President Roosevelt. Ooh, which one? Franklin D. Well, I think, yes, because he was around that time. What's the other one? I'm trying to do his alphabet agencies. What's another Roosevelt? Is there two Roosevelt? Theodore. Teddy. Yeah. He was was earlier, was he? Theodore was president from not three FDR was president from nineteen thirty three until nineteen forty five. Yes, yeah, so it was FDR. Yeah. Um Amy and her husband also competed in the England to Australia McRobertson McRobertson Air Race in nineteen thirty four and they flew the revolutionary New D Haviland DH dot A eight comet. Which means nothing to me but I bet these it's a plane. airheads as they called. They're like I love that DH.88 comic. Um, They flew non-stop um, in record time to India, but then they were forced to retire due to engine trouble. So they didn't didn't win. They didn't even carry on competing in the air race. Do do they still do air races? I feel like that's really good. I'm a big fan of air races. Racing Uh, airplanes is a good thing. Harrison Ford probably does one. Harrison Ford is a bit old to fly an airplane. If you're listening, Harrison Ford... Take out your earring and give up your pilot <laughs> license. You're a joke. Nah, I like you, alright. <laughs> he's just too old to fly a plane, he keeps crashing it. Does he actually? Yeah, he's crashing like twice yeah. in the last few years. Yeah. A door also fell on him and he broke his leg. Carry on. <laughs> um, so they had to retire, that was in 1934. Um, the couple got divorced in 1938, oh. which is heartbreaking. But so anyway. how old is she there? 30? Was she born in like 1903? 1903, yeah, so okay. she's early 30s. But she had to give up flying when she was only like 30. It was the last major flight, so this is my, literally my next sentence. You like keep doing that today. Mm. Um, it had got harder for Amy to rate records, and instead of flying, she turned her attention to business ventures, journalism and fashion. So it wasn't necessarily that she stopped flying, it just, yeah. she um, couldn't really hit a record. She's firing on all cylinders, though, isn't she? Yeah, so she had a public role, and she created a travelling bag and she modelled clothes for Elsa Schiaparelli. Okay. Sounds fancy. Does. Does. Um, her commercial flying career in a public role ended with the outbreak of the Second World War um, and it forced her to reconsider flying and what she wanted to do. Okay. So did she... Wait, did you say the outbreak? Is it? Okay. Yeah, so in 1939... Well, right, so those different sources say different things here. So it's either 1939 or 1940... Amy joined the Air Transport Auxiliary, which was a pool of experienced pilots who were ineligible for RAF service. So obviously she was because she's female. Um, Wait, so sorry, so because she's a woman, she was eligible, wasn't ineligible. So she joined this Air Transport Auxiliary. So it's experienced pilots. Even though she's amazing at flying, she's not allowed to fly. You know she's. Like what? Yeah, but it's the rule. Is like no women were in the army back then. Oof. It's a very controversial topic. It is probably one for another podcast, <laughs> but I I don't get that if she's like a record breaking yeah. flyer. Make an exception at least. It's just. But but it's they don't see the fact that she's a record breaking flyer. They see the fact that she's a female. But anyway, she found something she could join in, which was the Air Transport Auxiliary. Keep this positive. Um, it's been a positive yeah. one so far. Yeah, so, sorry. I didn't want to darken the mood. <laughs> so in this um, auxiliary, her flying duties consisted of ferrying aircraft from factory airstrips to RAF bases. And the organisations were set up to ferry planes around the country for the RAF. So they're basically doing all the background work to set everything up for the RAF. So can she fly planes to other places that need them? I think she would fly them around Britain. So she'd fly... So yeah, say... Yeah. I don't know where the bases were, but say we had one in Manchester and there was one in, like, Kent. If we need a plane in Manchester and it's in Kent, she could probably fly it up. Then what, how does she get back? Maybe in a car. Maybe fly back. They might swap planes or something. Yeah. I don't know. 
So on the 5th of January 1941, she left Blackpool in an airspeed Oxford. She'd been ordered to deliver the plane to RAF Kidlington oh, no. near Oxford. I know what's coming there. On she this flight... safely. Yeah, I hope so. In Oxford. I'm really sorry, guys. On this flight, she crashed into the Thames estuary and she is thought to have drowned. Oh. But it's not sure. Oh, so, Blackpool, Blackpool to where? Oxford. She was flying to RAF Kidlington. This is yeah, why. So this it's is an estuary of the Thames. Like. Yeah, yeah, but isn't the estuary of the Thames east of London? This is. There's a bit of mystery. Oh, okay. About so, the estuary. About uh, where she went. <laughs> about where the estuary is. She went, she's gone the wrong way, isn't it? She's this is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So at three thirty p.m., a convoy of ships was approaching Knock John Boy on Tizard Bank off Hearn Bay, which is near Kent. And a seaman spotted an aeroplane and a parachute floating down through the snow. Other sailors reported seeing two bodies in the water and one was described as fresh-faced and wearing a helmet. And with the famous wave Amy Johnson wave. <laughs> no, they didn't say that. Um, it was reported that this figure called out for help in a high-pitched voice as they should've drifted dangerously close to the ship's oh. propellers. Should have made no. a joke. Sorry. <laughs> um, ship's propellers? Yeah, so... That's scary. There's sailors on a ship, they see this plane in the water in a parachute and they see what they think is two bodies. The sailors thought that there was no hope of saving the pilot but the passenger could be saved. Um, Lieutenant Commander Walter Fletcher was the captain of HMS Hazelmere and he dived into icy water to try and save the passenger. Um, others watched him reach the spot and rest beside a floating object before he attempted to return to the ship. Um, and he was rescued from the water because obviously it's icy. So did they pull the person with him? No. So which is a bit they not obviously the sailors are not quite sure because they thought they could see two bodies. They don't know what they saw. And apparently he got near the floating object with the, which they thought was a body. Might have and he just well. turned round. So they're not sure, but it was too cold for him. So Fletcher later died from exposure and shock oh, at the Royal so Naval Hospital at Gillingham. Don't even know what he saw. No, and he's buried in Woodland Cemetery. So the it was too, the conditions were too bad for him. So he obviously I think he must have got there. They'd already decided that the pilot wasn't worth saving. So if there wasn't a passenger, or he couldn't pull the passenger back because he was already yeah, yeah. suffering himself. Yeah. Amy Johnson's body was never recovered, or the so-called other passenger. She was the per- first person from the air transport auxiliary to be killed in active service. Parts of her plane and some possessions, which included a travelling bag, a chequebook and her logbook, washed up nearby. Um, a memorial service was held for Amy on the 14th of January 1941 at the St Martins in the Fields Church in Trafalgar Square. Mystery surrounds her death as a reason for the journey is still considered a government secret. So this kind of explains why she was miles away. So they don't know why... If there was another passenger, or why there would have been another passenger? No, they think it's still a government secret. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand why she was that far away from where she was supposed mm-hmm. to be. These things don't come out after 50 years. Yeah, I thought that. Is that in America? They usually have years as well. So I don't know. But maybe it's a hundred. I think they do they different timescales yeah. for different things. Yeah. So that could be interesting. Yeah. A few years down the line. My next sentence says there is a lot of speculation brackets Innes's favourite and rumours which vary from her getting lost and running out of fuel to her being on a secret mission. This secret mission idea was probably sparked by a statement issued by the Admiralty which mentioned two bodies. This was later corrected but other newspapers picked up the idea of Mr X. The Daily Mail. (laughs) Probably was the Daily Mail. Um, in this is a bit bizarre as well. In 1999, it was reported that Tom Mitchell from Crowborough in Surrey thought to have been a former member of the 58th Heavy Anti-Aircraft Regiment in Kent claimed to have shot down the plane. So in 1999, he said, I shot down the plane. He claimed that Amy failed to say the correct identification code and she failed to do this twice, so she was shot down as an enemy aircraft. And the identification identification code changed every day for all British forces, so troops on the ground would know they were British. But this story is thought to be unlikely because of the unit's distance from the plane. But why would he say it? I don't know, but wouldn't someone hear gunshots or something? Yeah, someone would have seen something. Yeah, because surely he wouldn't have been on his own as well just to shoot down this plane. So 
it's not decided. It's thought that she was on a government mission and that's why she was so far away, but it still remains a secret, so it's not confirmed. Um, and she drowned and bits of her plane and her belongings washed up. Mm. So they know that she was there, but they, they, there's nothing else. And it's not confirmed whether there was another passenger. Wow. After she died, there were tribu- tributes made to her. And in 1974, a statue of her by, Hen- uh, by Harry Ibbotson was unveiled in Kingston-upon-Hull. Back to a hometown. Mm-hmm. And the University of Sheffield named the building that houses its Department of Automatic Control and Systems Engineering after her. Oh. Which that is, is nice, yeah. yeah. But, but that's all I've got, really, because it's just nothing else is known. Um, do you think we'll ever find out? Um, I don't think so. I, don't, I also don't think it's a priority to find out because she's very... She's not very well known. No. This is two two podcasts now where we've had mysteries. We've had mm, mysteries I was thinking two in that a before. Row. But my last one was a bit of a mystery with the Bender family as well. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Didn't know what happened. But yeah, I just looked at the statue. It's quite nice, actually. Can I have a look? Yeah. Well, okay. Keep standing up and walking around the table, don't I? Making your uh, microphone all microphone. Oh. I assume, but the thing is, that one seems to be somewhere else. Maybe That's in Hearn Bay, I don't know where that is. Hearn Bay is where she was found. Oh, okay. Maybe oh, that's just a couple. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I think up. it was. Where the way they heard. Yeah, that's where the ships were off Hearn Bay when they spotted the aeroplane. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was just saying, I was wondering if I'd seen it, but it was only unveiled last year to commemorate the 75th anniversary of her death last year. There's, this one was in 1974, though. Oh, really? Yeah second version is already installed so really she was only young because she was born in 1903 and then she died in 1941 yeah, so she wasn't even 40 yeah. and she literally just got into world war Two. literally it's sad another theory go on which is my own theory she's she's like um she's wanting to be involved in the war mm-hmm. she's probably got this been sent down to Oxford with this plane and just thought, you know what, I'm going to France or I'm going to Germany. I I think she would have been more sensible though. Well, and then you think she got shot down? Shot down or just something wrong. Yeah, potentially, but she was an experienced flight so I think she would have got made sure she had enough fuel and stuff before. Seems unlikely that it would have just gone wrong for no reason. So it's a bit sad, but I thought of good, big questions. I've got two. Do you want okay. them both or just one? One hit us with one. Shall I play the big question theme song? I'll it now. And it's loves it. when I play it twice, so we might have twice. Hit the music. The, the big, big question. question. <laughs> Today's big question. Do, 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 do. Yep, there we go. We're back in. I love it in my own voice singing the that. Big question. The <laughs> big question. Right, so do you want one question? Go on, hit us with the first one. The first one is, if you were setting yourself a target when flying solo, what would it be and where would you go? But it might be difficult to say what would it be because we don't know what the targets already are. I hate are. flying. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. do not like flying. We spoke about that when, yeah. when we did the Operation Tiger episode yeah. 4 and he spoke about his hate mm, of flying. And he's going on a pedalo. On a pedalo <laughs> to D-Day. Um, do you know, would we, would we be flying the plane? Yeah. You can choose to take someone with you. Oh no, I said flying solo. You can't take anyone okay. with you. Okay, flying solo to where would we go and, and? Yeah, just say where you would go. Somewhere not too far away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to do Hull to London? Right. <laughs> like, I've never been to the Isle of Man. Oh yeah, it's all right. Um, you've been? Yeah. The Isle of Man is a small isle in between the United mm. Kingdom mainland and. Ireland and Northern Ireland, mm. uh, but yeah, just for people. You'd have a short flight. I'd have a saying. short flight. Yeah, I might even go up in the air, come back down in Manchester, just do a round <laughs> just, trip. Yeah. Do a little circle. Yeah. It only takes. It takes like forty-five minutes, I think, to uh, the Isle of Man. And most of that's probably getting up. Yeah, it's getting up. Yeah. Yeah. So I want. I want. And then maybe it. waiting for the yeah, runway yeah. space. Circle. Mm. Circling in the air. What about you, Anna? Um, I don't know. I'd probably fly to like Australia. 
Yeah. If I'm gonna Famous do it, I'm gonna go big. You're gonna go big. Go yeah. big. Go big. Go big. Well, you are. <laughs> I said go big. I'll go home. <laughs> would you do it in one big flight, or would you stop off on the way? Sixteen one days. One big flight. <laughs> so you'd be flying. You'd be flying a yeah a big jumbo jet. Yeah, go on. Because I don't think like I want. Yeah, actually, I want to fly one of them with like really nice first class that has showers. You'd I want an upstairs though, and a downstairs. You'd be, you'd be also, pilot, you'd be alright. Yeah, I shower quick. Don't worry. I won't wash my hair, would I? Yeah. Like, what have I done summer? What have I got on today? Oh, I get on the show and like, I'm in the air. <laughs> Slowly going down. Yeah. Like, oh, I've just missed my record because I was in the shower. Oh, I've flown past off yeah. show. What am I like? I knew it took a while. My, uh, I think mine... I think, in reality, I won't do this, but in theory, I'd like to just set off somewhere. Just not really know where you're going. Obviously, there shouldn't be other aeroplanes in the air when I'm doing this. And just fly until I'm running out of fuel and see where I am. Oh, so I'll just head in one direction. Risky, just Actually, see. it's not too bad. I say, you, if you set off in America, you're good. Because it's a big place. Or if you set I'm setting off, off from Manchester. Europe, you're setting yeah. off from Manchester. So, yeah, go Europe. And I'm going yeah. to so this is the thing. So I'm going to have a three-sided... No, I need four-sided dice. I'm going to have a dice. Oh, my gosh. This is I'm going to flip two coins. So... So, here we go. I'm gonna flip one coin, heads or tails, and it'll say either north or south. Oh my gosh. Well, that way, I, will, I don't know. I won't have my compass, so no, I'll go that way. That way. <laughs> and front then I'll flip, an, flip another coin. Yeah, front or back. Flip another coin for left or right. And then, whichever wins, say not say forward you go, you go and right. You went front left. Front no, right. but then I'll flip one so that it might be forward instead of right. So they'll basically like the winner faces each other on the coin flip. Oh, God. <laughs> this is complicated. So to say I'm heading forward, so I'll just head forward and I'll take off and I'll be like, I'll just live just it. Go. Just, just go. And then oh. I'll um, have my shower this in is, here. And this is worse And I'll just look out the window every now and then and be like, mm, yeah, I mean, what? where is that? What country is People that? Like, oh, I'm overseas again and I'm running this out of fuel. Oh, I've gone to the Arctic. Oh, I've made a dreadful decision. <laughs> <laughs> I just touched I down somewhere. I think you're um, right in the sea somewhere. Yeah, Maybe. actually, if you end up up, up up in the frozen bits, there's, um, there's nowhere to be fuel. There's a one in four chance I'm heading that way, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, the longest flight ever is 16 hours, 50 odd minutes. Oh, yeah, I remember that 16 time. hours. I thought it was 24. I'm pretty... Was that an option? 16 uh, hours? I think it was 16. Um, so I think quiz questions. Yeah. I think if I flew up, um, I don't know if I'd make it. I don't know if I'd make it back down the other side. I don't know wherever I land. But if I do, I'm set a off, bit worried about you. The rest of us have got our heads screwed on here. Longest flight ever. Where is it? Uh, it was 16 hours and 23 minutes. Yeah. So they're gonna break that soon. Yeah, probably me, hopefully. So I'll, have, <laughs> I'll just head over and hopefully make it out on the other side. What's on the other side? I'm trying to figure it out. The world's it's flat. Globe. The world is flat. So go into space. Oh, um, you came out the other side. What's on the other side? Maybe Russia. Oh, God. Where am I? Jesus. <laughs> over the top of... If I head straight over, I'd end up near the... Aleutian Islands. Actually, I'm just going to go into the Pacific. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be Hopefully. in the ring of fire. Yeah, I'm literally heading straight over. I'm going to head straight down. Miss Canada by an inch. <laughs> and uh, head down in between yeah, North America stuck. and Russia somewhere. And there's Hawaii over there. Easter I might Island end up in Honolulu. Oh, nice. fancy. Easter Island somewhere down there as well. You might hit that. You get far I'm not making Matt that would far. be like on, um, what's that film with Tom, Tom Hanks and he's Cast got away. Cast Away? That's, that's Matt. <laughs> no, I reckon I'd make it to Or oh, maybe if I go a bit sideways, I might end up in Canada or Japan or Russia. So I've got a chance. That's if I head upwards. Otherwise, I'm going. What if you head down? You know, I'm straight down. I'm going like Europe, the end of Europe, like Spain, and then I'm probably hitting a bit of Africa, and then, and then there's a lot the of sea. Then there's sea until I hit Antarctica, <laughs> and then it's difficult trying to figure out. You are naming most of the globe, eh, Matt. Then I'm then my only <laughs> yeah. There's a one in four chance you could hit anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and then New Zealand. <laughs> there's a lot of little islands. Two of the ways I'm gonna miss a lot of the world. I've realised if I head straight down, which isn't ideal. 
But that's the risk I'm taking, so I'm hoping the other two ways, but I'm just going sideways. Yeah, sideways is your best yeah, bet. Yeah, I'm going, yeah, Mongolia. If you're going from Britain, you want to go to, like, Europe and Russia. Best bet, that, innit? It's not sideways, though, is it, really? Mm. Sideways is Europe, I guess. You want land. You do want land. But. Scenic. See a few trees. Yeah. So anyway, you're wrong. Enough for looking I, at your go Do you want the other big question? Yes. Tucker, then? The big, big question. question. <laughs> Today's big question. My globe's fun though, isn't it? Do it now. What would you call... Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, it's in. Bang it in. Wow. Incredible music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. You enjoy that. What would you call your plane? If you had a plane, you call... oh, this is called Jason. I like Will, isn't it? That's quite a good name. I liked it when it was like Jason Surtis propeller. <laughs> um, I'm calling it... Oh, it's tough to think of names when you... Depends where I go. If I'm going to the Isle of Man... <laughs> Do you choose a traditional name or do you choose like a nickname like uh, that was whatever the guy Lindbergh was called? What was he called? Slim? No, but that was his nickname, not his planes. I know, it's still a cool name. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Slim's a cool name. <laughs> or you could choose a nickname for it or you could choose like a, a traditional name. You could choose like a bit of an out there name like Esmeralda. Yeah, she went for Jason, which is yeah, a bit of a... Yeah, it's pretty standard, isn't it? It's I like Dave. I even said it was like a traditional name for them, though. I was a bit surprised by Jason, to be honest. Dave or Cecil? Yeah. Don't from be last week. the donkeys. <laughs> donkeys have their own names, that's it. Um, I'm going to call mine Eric the Bloodaxe. You're going to name after Such a podcast. Such a terrible decision. <laughs> well, not a podcast, it's a person. <laughs> Eric for short. Mm, if you had to name it after uh, a Someone from the uh, the pod so far, that's the question. Okay, Eric. I'm going to go for Chero. Oh, that is a good yeah. name. But then you're going to be like, wait, how do you pronounce that? You'll see Chiro. it written and you'll be like, is that Chero? And you'll be like, no, it's Chero. And you're like, I don't know if it is. <laughs> Let's just call it plain. 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 Uh, other options you've got. Uh, Montgomery Bus. <laughs> Louis XIV. Um, Ramesses II. Ching Shi in a bad one. Yeah, that is a good one. Christopher Columbus. Hmm. Um, Leif Tromstad. Yeah, I thought oh. that, but he had a bit of bad luck at the end. So that's why I went for oh, Cheryl, because yeah. he just died when he was old. One of the people from the werewolf trials. <laughs> Ziryab. Swerve Birkenhead. Maybe yeah. one of the Lego on guys. Yeah, one of the Bender family. One of the Bender family. Joe. No, he's not called John. John. John Senior. Pa Bender. Pa Bender. Imagine that. You're like, what did you name your plane after? I'm like, this psycho family <laughs> killed loads of people. Back. Also, you had to introduce your oh, plane. Yeah. You got it written on the side. Pa, pa Bender. Bender. Like, who, who is this guy? Uh, like, everyone would think it was a foreign language. Everett Royce. Um, Lego, Lego owner. Legos like let's go. Oh, That's Christ- a good Christiansons. one. That one. Mm. So yeah. some good ones. Easter Island heads. That was that feels like a long time ago. That podcast. It was uh, episode nine, which is now we doubled that on episode eighteen. So it was a fair while, a few yeah. weeks back. Mm-hmm. A few weeks back. Nine weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Should we uh, should we wrap it up? Have you did you say your name of yours? No. Oh, you Go said. On. I, I, just I said didn't realise that you said. No, what you just was said yours? I just said Easter Island heads. Oh, but I'm probably not going to call. No, that. get a better name. Go on. on. I just want to give it like a reliable name. What's a reliable you can name? You I'm trying on. to think of someone who's I've never let you down. Hello. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> unreliable. <laughs> That's your name, unreliable. Isn't it? Oh, babe. Um, I'm a. You just never let you down. Just let me know. Let's go right here. Right. <laughs> well. Matt. Um, I don't know. If I had to name it that, I'd just have to be like... Also, I'm just thinking, oh. would people not get offended if you didn't name the plane after them? No. Oh, actually, I've changed, like my, I've changed my mind. I've thought about boat names. I want one like called the Princess Three. The Princess Three. Yeah, there's loads of boats called that Princess Three. Matt. Jenny three. <laughs> but I'm going with Susan. Okay. Susan. <laughs> You're throwing a lot of names out here. So we've got Eric Bordax. Yeah, yeah. The first. Susan two. I'm um I'm gonna name mine after there's been a really sad decline, I feel, in Stop where you going with no. this. What? <laughs> no. 
one name that children just aren't being called anymore is Barry. So I'm going to call my plane Barry. After me, thanks. Not after you. After the name that's going out of fashion. So anyone out there who's pregnant as well, I just want you to take this on board that Barry's a name that's not, it's, it's dying out. Yeah, no so let it die. It. So use it. First name, middle name, whichever, both, if you want. Surname. Barry Barry is a good one, because then you can shorten it to BB. Barbara. Babs. That's Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, wrap this up. <laughs> um, you can follow us at Idiot History Pod, or you can email us on the Gmail at idiothistorypod at gmail.com. Mm. Uh, tell a mate, tell a friend. That's, uh, a review. that's what you do, apparently, or something. I can't no, what I right. say. <laughs> so, like, you listen back, Matt, okay. to every episode we've ever done. I'm not going to do that. Um, and you put you every week, you go, tell a friend, that's what we say. That's what we say. Tell uh, a friend. <laughs> tell a friend, that's what we say. Um, or give us a little review on the iTunes, on the what other podcast app you're listening to us on. Podbean. Yeah, listen that's on Podbean. And um, that's it. Lorna's already busy eating away. Lorna's she's giving up. She's, chocolate. she's, she's done not. a report. She's not not bothered with any sort of wrapping up. I stuff. am. Oh yeah. Oh, she's wrapping up a chocolate. Yeah. That's what she's... No. Oh. Tell a friend. Give us five stars. Yeah, we've, no, we've said that. We've said that. <laughs> we've Send us that. an email. Yeah. Send Have us some fan art. Draw oh, us a uh, yeah. Don't Draw forget some to articles. smile. Ooh. It's not fan art. It's just listener art. If you're from Other Hull, fans. take a picture of the uh... globe. The globe. <laughs> the the what did you say? Oh, I didn't know. You, I thought you said if you're at home. <laughs> anyway, right. it's time for bed. Yeah. Okay, I'll see you later. I'll speak to you later. Um, see you next week. Stop it. <laughs> Sounds like I'm on the phone. Um, bye 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 bye. Bye. Okay. Um, speak to you next week. Bye. 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 bye.